Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Sam. And I'm Melissa. I grew up in the FLDS community. It is a polygamous group run by Warren Jeffs, and I moved out when I was 18 years old. I was raised LDS. Sam and I have been married for almost nine years now, and our mission on this channel is to create compassion for communities that have been marginalized and abused by their leaders, to empower those who've left by giving them a platform to share their stories with the world. Yes, and thank you all so much for being here and for your support. The best way to support us is watching our videos, liking and subscribing. And also, if you would like to donate to the cause that Melissa just spoke of, you can also do that through a donation button in our website. Yes, today we wanted to talk about something that keeps coming up that I know that we keep using these words and we've had a lot of people commenting. Um, we've been talking a lot about property of the priesthood and how women and children within the FLDS church are property of the priesthood. And we've had a lot of comments of people saying, what is priesthood? You guys keep using that word. And uh, obviously since both of us have LDS backgrounds as well as Sam having FLDS, priesthood is a word that we think of and we don't often stop and say, okay, let's actually explain what this yeah, is. We've heard the term and used the term almost our life. entire lives. <laughs> so, and there's a lot of terms that we use, and I'm sure there's more out there that we'll need to explain in more detail as well. But for now, priesthood seems to be that term that is brought up, or at least people ask us more often, what in the world are you talking about? So, here's the explanation. Yes, and we want to kind of start off with a little bit of a history lesson because the priesthood that both the LDS and the FLDS have the same history, right? They both come from Joseph Smith founding the LDS church and that there was a great apostasy of priesthood. Now, let me real quick read from the LDS.org website because, again, they have the same history of what they believe priesthood to mean. And then we'll kind of go into the differentiations since then. But right. starting... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, we're we're going to focus on priesthood, the meaning and definition that is used in the LDS church and the FLDS church today. I know that the term priesthood is also mentioned in the Bible, but that we're going to leave for uh, another day. This is We're going to focus on when it was said to have been restored on the earth through to Joseph Smith when the LDS church was founded. So the priesthood, the definition of the priesthood from LDS.org is, the priesthood is the eternal power and authority of our Heavenly Father. Now the LDS used the word Heavenly Father instead of God, they are the same person. Um, through the priesthood, God created and governs the heavens and earth. Through this power, he redeems and exalts his children. He gives worthy priesthood holders authority to administer ordinances of salvation. All of Heavenly Father's children can qualify to receive these ordinances and access the power and blessings of the priesthood. So once Christ had died, his apostles had died, there was a great apostasy and there was no authority of God on earth. And John the Baptist actually came down from heaven with the laying on of hands conferred upon Joseph Smith and Oliver Caldry the priesthood and brought the authority of God back to this earth. Yeah, and it's said that he did that, that John the Baptist did that under the direction of Peter. Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John, Because yes. they were the last one to hold the keys of the priesthood. Priesthood keys is another thing which would probably need its whole own video, um, but there are certain pieces of the priesthood that give certain authorities. Right. There's different levels of authority. Yeah. So, you know, you can hold... It's a young, as a young man, you can hold what is called the uh, Aaronic Priesthood, 
And then when you're older, if you are found to be worthy, you can hold the Melchizedek priesthood. There's different responsibilities, different keys that come along with these different priesthoods. And then within Melchizedek priesthood, there's certain keys for becoming a bishop or yeah. this or that. So yeah. keys are kind of like unlocking certain power power and authority or, or, in uh -huh. certain positions. And responsibilities And responsibilities. Well. Mm -hmm. So that's the quick version of keys, but we'll try to stick to priesthood in this. So the reason why this is a word that gets used so often, it gets used in the LDS a lot, but not as much as the FLDS. Right. Because the FLDS now basically claims every single bit of power is priesthood. I think part of the reason that Warren just loves, it seems like with Warren Jeffs, it has even become more of a popular word. He just loves to use it because he says, if, if he says it's through the priesthood, then people will believe that it's coming from God because priesthood is that power on the earth that is that God has given to his prophet or his priesthood holders. And I think an important distinction between the way that the FLDS use the word priesthood and the way the LDS do, even though they're meaning the same power of God, in the LDS church growing up, it was meant more in the idea of authority, mm -hmm. not power. And I would say it was mostly used for certain ordinances right. and blessings and things that they would like perform acts that they needed the priesthood mm -hmm. for. It wasn't this all encompassing. If you have the priesthood, now you are all powerful to everybody. Yes. At least based on the way it was presented to me and what I saw in both the LDS church and the FLDS church is priesthood in the LDS church is there for the members of the church. Priesthood in the FLDS church is there over the people of the church. It's there to be this uh, authority over them instead of being for them. Oh, that's so that's kind of the differences that I saw between the two churches. Getting into more of some of the differences, I thought what was a better way to really shed light on why we say the word property of the priesthood in the FLDS so frequently. We've had lots of stories recently that we've shared about um, children being kidnapped and how they're basically property. The women not being able to choose who they get married to, it is the power of the priesthood, that authority that they're given around like as if they're property, right? So we say that in quite a few videos. But what better way to share some of these insights than the family training study guide straight from, straight Warren. from Warren, yep. Jeff's himself, okay? And this is what the women are taught about their priesthood leaders and about priesthood in general. And this is why it's so dangerous because they are basically groomed to be the perfect victims of power and authority. And that's why they end up being abused. Yeah, well, and that's why they allow it to go on for so long. I mean, I know of women that have left, have left the FLDS church now and have been gone for quite some time and still have a very, very difficult time standing up for themselves in certain situations, especially if it's against a man, uh, or saying anything negatively about Warren or about the man of the, or the priesthood holders, the man of the church, because they just don't, they still don't really dare like they're just afraid to because they were groomed from such a young age to think that way uh, and that is something else to mention is the priesthood is to be held by the man only mm -hmm. uh, a woman is not allowed to hold the priesthood they are allowed to benefit from the priesthood 
but that has to go through one of the men. And that is the same in the LDS as well. Women are not allowed to hold the priesthood. I was always taught that we are able to access the priesthood. Mm. And I think it said that in the um, definition as well, that all, everybody can qualify to receive these ordinances in access to the power and blessings of the priesthood. So women are not allowed to hold the priesthood themselves. They do have to access it through a man. Yeah. So that's, that. I, I guess, the same in both different religions. Yeah. So some of these, and this is just quickly, I mean, it only takes a second in this handbook to find a lot. There's a lot about priesthood, priesthood, priesthood. So I'm just going to read a couple quotes just so you can get an overview. These are the family training class study sheets that particularly the girls would have to go to these classes to be able to become good mothers and good wives. Yeah. Yeah. So here's an example. Uh, a person should never blame the priesthood for what they think is not being properly placed. Instead, pray constantly. Okay, so you can't blame the priesthood for anything. And when... Oh, go ahead. No, you're fine. I was just going to say, keep your mouth shut. You can go pray in private if you want to. Go figure it out, but don't say anything. Don't do anything. Just, just pray about it. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of times, again, priesthood in FLDS correlates with power or your priesthood head, which is the man that's over you, right? Mm -hmm. Here's another one. The Spirit of God comes through priesthood, so you must be perfectly submissive to the priesthood over you in righteous living. So Perfectly submissive. Perfectly how, submissive. how about that? Mm -hmm. Perfectly submissive. I mean, if that's not opening the door to abuse, I don't know what is. Yes, the priesthood way of life is truly the happiest way of life there is if it is lived by the Spirit of God. So they are taught their entire lives that priesthood way of life following being completely submissive is going to be the only way that they can actually be happy. You know, and I should point out that it's hard to understand where these women are, like how difficult it is for them to stand up against authority. Yeah. It's just, it's easy to, to mock it now, but these, these terms and these types of things that Warren said when I was living out there, they made perfect sense because we were taught that if a man held the priesthood and was obeying the prophet and was a righteous man that he could not he could do no wrong basically mm -hmm. that god would guide him and that he would just do what was best for his family and, and everything so the women were happy to follow and just do what they were told because that's what they were believing as well i like that you mentioned that the men had to follow the prophet because there is still a line of authority within the priesthood. Mm -hmm. So even though the women had their husbands who had priesthood, the priesthood holders over their homes, yeah. the men were still had to be submissive to their priesthood heads, yeah. which ended up being Warren Jeffs at the top, right? The ultimate priesthood head. Which we know that Warren used his power over these men in a lot of cases that also just victimize the men as well yeah he made the life that these men were living a living hell as well so it wasn't just the women that had to suffer and i had a quote for that one the way a man magnifies his priesthood is through obedience to the priesthood over him Which so it's not just the women the men had to as well here's some more that are specific to women you are here to help him magnify his priesthood by being one with him, not ruling over him with your emotions and feelings. <laughs> that one makes me makes my blood boil a little you bit. Have How emotions dare emotions and feelings? Right? <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, you should want to be taught and respond quickly, and he will learn how to be a better husband with your help. 
Realize that your husband is to become the representative of God to you as the source of all good gifts of God. So those are, again, just really making the man the absolute power, but they always use the word priesthood. Right. If the husband seeks to maintain his priesthood and not give in to her, talking about her wife, his wife, she is actually undoing her relationship with him if she does not repent. Hmm. So, wow. Say that if the husband seeks to maintain his priesthood and not give in to her, so if I was wanting something, mm-hmm. and, and you and want the way that you can maintain your priesthood is to not give in to me, okay? okay. I'm undoing our relationship if I do not repent. So, okay, so it's your fault. Yeah, of course. <laughs> a priesthood man is required to know many things that he cannot tell his wives, or he will not be crowned in the celestial kingdom. Never, never, never. Three nevers. It's important. So it's important to keep secrets from the wife. And if the wife wants something, the best way to maintain your priesthood or power is to not give in to her and let her repent. Something I never heard, never, ever, ever heard growing up in the FLDS was a woman going to a man and saying, where were you? A wife going to a husband and saying, where were you? Where have you been? Those types of words, never, I never heard. Because the man was doing what the man wanted to do, and everyone else would just follow and obey. And if the woman didn't like it, then she would have to, then it was her fault, like it said here, or she would have to repent or just be submissive and obedient. So it was never up to, like the men never had to get permission or give details on on his life or what he was supposed to be doing. I think this one is probably, we'll kind of wrap it up on this one, but it says a man should love a woman only as far as she adorns the ways of priesthood he professes. Hmm. So your love for me would be conditional upon how I adorn your priesthood. Right, as far as she adorns the way of priesthood, he professes. Yeah, so basically, as long as you're obedient to the priesthood... Completely submissive. Then that would determine the love of of the man to the wife. Because if she was no longer obedient to him, or his priesthood, as they would say, of course, then... Then she's not deserving of love. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I'm happy to say that there were some men out there that I know of personally that did not fall for this. That actually, to my knowledge, had good relationships and actually and actually lives. and actually tried hard, tried hard to have good relationships and be more of a partner than a leader or a king uh, figure. So that's that's good to know that even though this was written down like this and this is how you're supposed to be and this is how you're supposed to act and this might be the reason for some of the men being kicked out is they were not falling for this they wanted to have a better relationship with their spouse and for those reasons were forced out of the community yeah i think there were also a lot of men that took advantage of this and also that's Probably well, I think that, that 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 goes, goes without saying. saying. That's lot, true. And that we and we focus so much on the the awful things that the man did that I just wanted to point out that they weren't all bad. There were good men out there. That's a very were, good point. That were really trying to live a good life. Of course, the teachings that they were brought up in made it difficult. I mean, even as a young boy, a young teenager myself, 
I laughed at the thought of a man going and getting permission from his wife to do something. I mean, what, what and look of, at you now, babe. <laughs> and then I marry Melissa, which has a, has a wonderful opinion. Uh, on everything. On everything. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> no, no. But it's interesting, but also good. I don't, I don't feel that I had a very difficult time turning my, my thinking around and changing from having to be in charge of everything to realizing how much better it is to be a partner with your spouse. Yes, so. and I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> <laughs> but this, these teachings were also specifically for the women so that, I mean, because they didn't get to choose their spouses either. So right. if a man was a good man who was going to try to be a partner, that woman just got lucky, basically, because... Yeah. Any of the women that got partnered with men who were power hungry and wanted to use their authority, there was nothing they could do about it because they'd been taught things like this their whole life, that they had to be obedient and submissive all the time. And that's why when we talk about being the property of the priesthood or why they believe that when their husband does get kicked out for something and they're told, okay, he no, is no longer worthy of priesthood. Now you belong to this new man that has priesthood. To them, the most important thing, because just like I said, the only way that they can possibly be happy is to be submissive to a priesthood holder. Right. And so they can't be happy with a man that doesn't have the priesthood. And that's what they're raised their entire lives to believe as well. That's just why, like I said, at the end of the day, we just wanted to clarify a little bit of why we keep saying that they're property of the priesthood because they have it ingrained in them so much oh, yeah. that that's a hundred percent necessary for them to be property of the priesthood. Yeah. And if I could talk to my mother today, she would say, follow father, be obedient to father, F follow his example, you know? And then of course, even take it even further and, and say, she would say the same about following Warren. It's so ingrained and so such habit that that's, that's all the, the mother would say is, follow and be obedient to your priesthood head and rather than hey let me let me give you some advice no just just follow their advice you know that, that kind of mentality yeah so if you'd like to hear more about what it was like for sam to grow up in polygamy please like and subscribe thank you all so so much hopefully we can continue to clarify some of these words that we're so used to that are a little bit foreign to other people yeah. And if you have more words like that that you're like, what are you guys talking about? Please yes. comment Thank below. We can do more videos on it. Thank them. you for the uh, comments and the questions. We love the feedback. This helps us create new content. So thank you all so much. We'll talk to you all soon. We'll talk to you soon.